Hello, all, and welcome to my podcast. Um, today's topic is about something that we as a class recently discussed during our unit on the women's rights movement. In this, uh, in this conversation, we talked about the inclusion of trans women in the women's rights movement. And out of this conversation, we discussed the topic of trans women in women's sports. I believe that we were talking about whether men were able to become feminists. And we read three articles that day. The consensus about two of the articles we read said that men couldn't be feminists or that they had to be allies because they have not experienced what it is like to be a woman. Uh, and then the one-sided counter argument from the American conservative uh, talked about how if that was the case, then trans women like uh, Caitlyn Jenner should not be able to be feminists as well. Now, this counter argument, as much as it's created out of transphobia, is valid to a certain respect. Where I personally stand on this is I think that anyone can be a feminist, and the arguments against that are more so based on one's definition of feminism. Uh, Google's definition from Oxford says that it's advocacy of equality of the sexes. I don't think you necessarily have to identify with a certain gender to participate, nor do I believe your gender history plays a role. But I, I believe that uh, gender can play a role on how much you are able to contribute, but the basic idea in general is accessible to everybody. Now, especially on the topic of trans women in women's sports, I think that there are valid concerns about the competition between trans women and biological women, and how trans women are able to use their advantages as biological men to dominate in women's sports. This is very important for the representation and inclusion of trans women, as well as biological women in the feminist movement. Now, the first concern is obviously the physicality of biological men versus biological women. Uh, so I did some research from an article from LiveScience.com, and this article was more so concerned with uh, women in, the, like in military service, but they brought up some interesting statistics. A man has typically 26% more pounds of skeletal muscle than your average woman, and women on average have 40% less upper body and 33% lower body strength. They even go on to suggest that the size difference between men and women isn't even responsible for the physical advantage, but rather something to do with the structure of the muscles of men compared to women. And uh, this isn't to mention that men are generally bigger than women. So in the atmosphere of something like sports, that also has a, an effect as well. Now, there is also a suggestion that women can have advantages in certain aspects like short-term stamina and weight distribution. The overall trend is relatively one-sided regardless of this. And in the climate of competition, this is really important because one's physicality is oftentimes linked directly to one's performance in skill-based games. And in other sports, it's the determining factor. Now, what I mean about skill-based games is even in games where skill set is more important than uh, physicality by itself, like, for example, basketball, if you are like a really good shooter or something like that, um, you will still be able to go really far in your sport. But oftentimes, especially at the, the professional level, physicality is taken into, uh, into account as well, not only because uh, it's just better to have somebody who is skilled and physical at the same time, but phys somebody's physicality can oftentimes determine the limits of their skill set as well. And then in other sports, it's the determining factor. So for that, I mean, sports like uh, weightlifting or track and field, where the major component of the competition has to do with one's physicality or biology. So in track and field, it's like how fast you can run or how long you can run with, with uh, certain stamina. And for weightlifting, it's how much you can lift. And there is skill to that, but it's very much so limited on the physical aspect, meaning you can be like very skillful in that specific sport but if you physically can't lift more than, you know, a certain amount of weight, you won't go far. Now, to undermine this advantage is to undermine the difference between men and women's sports. Obviously, the difference between the potential of men and women's physical abilities is so high that there has to be different leagues in order to create equal opportunities. Because if there was one league for everybody to uh, participate in, 
men's physicality is just unfair in terms of giving women equal opportunities to succeed in sports. And by saying this difference is not pressing would undermine the ability of women who train so hard to compete in the atmosphere of women's sports. You have to think about how far uh, advocacy for women's rights uh, and how much women's sports have been able to bring uh, power to women in recent times, especially with you look at like the WNBA and uh, also the the USA women's soccer team have really been doing some awesome stuff recently. Um, so what I wanted to talk about now was an ABC article about uh, House Bill 500. And this is basically a bill, uh, it was passed in Idaho, and it says that uh, it, it prohibits transgender women from competing with biological women in biological women's sports. It's called the Fairness and Women's Sports Act. And in this, in the story from ABC, the, uh, Chelsea Mitchell, she's an 18-year-old track runner. She says that she's lost out on four state championships due to trans women during her lifetime as a track athlete. And a few other girls shared similar stories and felt the effects of trans women's participation during their sports. They talked about Lindsay Heacock. She's a bisexual woman who runs cross country, and she's filing a lawsuit against the legislation of the state of Ohio, uh, sorry, the state of Idaho. And the bill has been suspended in the meantime until the case is finished. In the article, she says, quote, I don't know. It's something about trans women athletes. They feel like it's going to be some huge, tall, muscular superstar, end quote. Now, while in many circumstances, uh, what she's trying to say is very much so correct, there oftentimes uh, trans women go undergo uh, testosterone hormone replacement uh, and are able to compete physically at a very similar level to biological women. Now, the problem is not that that's generally what's happening. The problem is that there are no rules uh, in place to determine a person's ability to play a certain sport based on their gender history and how that affects their physical performance. So there's nothing saying that you must uh, be under testosterone replacement therapy to compete. And in a lot of uh, in a lot of competition where trans women are uh, competing, that is not that is not the case because uh, you are not required to do anything like that. Now, I'm not saying that there should be a requirement to do that. I know the NCAA, for example, uh, they're, they're one of the very few organizations that actually has rules in place for something like this. They do require one year of hormone replacement therapy. Uh, in order for trans women to compete with uh, biological women. But other than that, there's not really anything that I found in terms of uh, like sports on the high school level where it's very important for getting people into colleges and not to mention uh, anything professional it has not even really been taken into consideration either. Now, where this is a problem is it undermines the idea that trans women are women. Trans women have been one of the most oppressed people in America in recent times, and the feminist movement has uh, had pushes in advocation for trans rights, and sports are no exception. Uh, similar to this, uh, to this lawsuit that's going on, there is obviously, uh, there is a fight in the opposite direction. So the issue with this is not letting trans women participate in women's sports does not allow trans women's, uh, it doesn't allow trans women to exercise their rights as real women. But as much as this is true, for trans women to compete in women's sports, it undermines the rights of uh, women who have worked so hard for the rights of biological women as well. So it's kind of like a double-sided sword where on one end, if you want to uphold the status that trans women are real women, then it makes sense to allow them to compete in female sports. But at the same time, if you're also trying to not take away the rights from biological women, it's unfair simply to let uh, you know, people who have the potential of, you know, physical advantages based on their biology to compete and discourage and take biological women's spots in that competition. 
This reminds me of the idea of dueling conscious that we have explored from a number of different writers over the school year. Du Bois' explanation more specifically. He talks about how Black Americans do not wish to Africanize America because they have a love for the country, but they do not wish to bleach the culture out of themselves because they respect their culture and their origins. In a similar way, I think that many trans women are caught in a dual conscious of America, uh, one which wants to provide trans women with all rights available and really withhold the idea that trans women are women, and then the other which wants to sustain the rights that biological women have fought for themselves. How do, you make a comp uh, how do you make a competitive climate of sports fair while also not stripping one or the other of their rights? Now, personally, where I stand on this is I believe that there should be a directive board in place that can determine where a specific individual should compete based on their physical abilities due to their biological gender. For example, if a trans woman were to be under hormone replacement and uh, they were physically at a similar level as a woman, the board would allow them to play in women's organizations. And on the other hand, if a trans woman who is not under testosterone replacement and has a similar physical performance to a man, the board would feel more inclined to have them participate in men's sports. This is definitely not a perfect fix, and it leaves many issues with the people in general. We have to uh, remember that athletes do not only do their sports for competition, but it's part of their lives. And they want to be pursuing their passions in the way that embodies their identity. Meaning that a trans woman, somebody who identifies as a woman, and trans women have the rights of real women, well, they would not necessarily want to play with a bunch of men, just like, you know, normal women might not necessarily want to play with a bunch of men. And at the same time, there are issues about biological women in sports having to share facilities with uh, resources of trans women who used to be men. And uh, that can be concerning for many biological women. These issues uh, that I don't have answers for are going to be in, in this scenario I've, I've made with this board. I think these issues have to be worked out by this board. Because there is not, in my opinion, there is not a single rule or like guidelines even that you can really set in order to encompass all trans women uh, and how they should be allowed to compete in terms of comp uh, competitive sports. Because like, like we talked about, if for many specific people, there are instances where a trans woman is very much so has the right to compete in women's sports and they compete on a similar level due to testosterone, hormone replacement, et cetera. And then there are also instances where that's not the case. So I don't think there's one rule that can necessarily encompass all of that. And uh, I think that for each situation, it, uniqueness is kind of like the main thing. That's why I believe that an organization that is willing to work with people, sports organizations, and specifically the athletes themselves is there to try to create guidance in a situation as complex as this. Thank you.